Thanks to everyone who supported the show this week via Patreon, including Mick Cowans, Ian Mercer, Alistair Harding, Ian Wilkinson, Matt Lacey, Illico Elia, Roland Roberts, and Jamie Holland. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so from $1 per episode. Go to 361podcast.com forward slash support. All right, importantly, Ben jokes. I don't know if we've got any jokes, actually. Uh, okay. It's been slim picking. No, that's fine, we can move on. Great. <laughs> I also need to take this opportunity to say thank you for the gift that you sent me. Thank you less for the way you addressed the gift. No, wait a minute. Because the delivery driver person did give me a slightly peculiar look as I opened the door. And I was like, are you Rafe Blanford? It's like, yep. He goes, this is for you. <laughs> look at the address. Oh. What did the address say? Uh, it was Lord Rafe Blanford and then something about the um, duck pond. What was it? Blanford Estates Aquatic and Pond Management Limited. <laughs> Anyways, right, shall we, um, Let's do it. Shall we kick off? I, I don't know, yep. jokes. Let's just, let's just do content this week. Original. Welcome to 361, a podcast about mobile tech and the world around it. I'm Rafe Blanford. I'm Ewan McLeod. And I'm Ben Smith. This is season 20, episode 3, and this week we return to our one question, three answer format, asking, is it worth buying Sonos devices or replacing the ones you have? Chaps, how are you doing? Uh, Rafe Blanford, you are live in London, I assume? <laughs> I, I assume. I am live in London. Uh, well, sort of alive anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was London last time I checked, and you'll be glad to know that I've managed to get some more foliage into my background, especially for you. Thank you. Well, I was, I was wondering, because it looks to me like the, the plants are slowly being reintroduced, and I wondered whether or not you were just sat against uh, one of your backdrops, because uh, you and I enjoy taking photographs of your uh, scene when you're not there and using them ourselves. So I was just wondering if Brave Blanford had his selection of images of this pretend home that he doesn't actually live in. Mm. No, no, but I did get my, um, the, the light blaster thing so that when someone takes a screenshot, it won't work, at least. Oh. That's what it said on the very reputable and not at all dodgy eBay listing. However, it doesn't seem to work, which is disappointing. We'll have to try it out. Ewan mm. McLeod, hello to Muscatamon. Yes, hello. I trust you're well. It's very nice here, lovely and warm, and just a wonderful country. <laughs> he says reading from the pre-prepared script. If you think. No, no, just, just for the avoidance of doubt. I was listening this morning to the latest episode, and I thought I should just be a lot clearer about you know my delight in being here. It's wonderful. Obviously, yeah, COVID, et cetera, et cetera, but yes. Aside, yeah. yeah. So um, let's quickly talk vaccines. Brave Blanford, have you got your... No. No. That's because, you know... Young, you have a cloud? No, uh, we're not doing that here yet. I think there's a there's a few people who have got them, but it's yeah, not yet. How about you, Grandpa? Yeah. Well, I'm delighted that on, on having after waiting all this time on on Monday, the UK rec- finally recognised the critical national resource that was 44 year olds and uh, decided to protect it. So uh, yeah, I think I said this to you on uh, Twitter, Rafe. I'm off to a fire station to get my vaccination, which is great because I oh, get I vaccination that, yes. and I get to see a fire engine as well, which is <laughs> double trouble. Oh, clearly the fire engine is the better part of that. That's that should be cool. fantastic. Maybe they'll even let you have a sit in it. <laughs> I can but ask. <laughs> so why is today special as we record this? Go on then. It's the 27th of April as we record this, which is precisely mm. 10 years to the day since we put out our first ever 361 podcast. Oh, 10th anniversary. Yes. So we, we talked about the 10-year anniversary coming up. It is 10 years today. Mm. Yeah, I was just... Officially. Thinking about what other notable events might have happened in history. So um, 40 years ago on this day, Adam and the Ants released Stand and Deliver. Mm. I don't know if that counts. What? 1972, Apollo 16 returned to Earth on the 27th of April. Great. Apollo 16. Right. This will be more more for you. Uh, 1981, Xerox Park introduces the computer mouse on the 27th of April. So, you know, it's been a pretty important date in history over the years. Well, I think you need to go for the really important stuff, like in um, 395 AD, Emperor Arcadius marries Elia Uxura, daughter of the Frankish general Flavius Bruto. That was really important because she became one of the most powerful Roman empresses of the late Roman period. Mm. Thank you, Wikipedia. I was going to say, you and I don't have the benefit of your classical education, you see. So, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Can you say that in Latin, please? I'm afraid my history is only what I learn on Twitter. So uh, that's taught me all I need to know. Wikipedia in my case. Well, fancy. Can you edit Wikipedia and put in a 361 <laughs> 10 years ago? So, gentlemen, before we get into today's one question, three answers, mm-hmm. any updates, any excitement that you want to share with the class? Ooh, good question. I'd like to say happy birthday to Lord Blanford himself here. Yes, he's, he's not looking any older, disappointingly. <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's, he's getting some really good treatments, I think. Yep. Plus that whole portrait in the attic thing is a good trick, that. <laughs> I think, actually, Rafe is probably a case study in, in not drinking. Right. What they should do is they should go into schools and have a poster of me and a poster of Rafe and say, <laughs> how many years apart do you think these two people are in age? <laughs> and no child would ever drink again. <laughs> <laughs> that and you know turning on zoom smoothing which i still haven't worked out how to turn off so even though all the worry lines are being smoothed out thank you zoom yeah very very impressive but we have to say happy birthday to you formally there rafe so happy birthday and happy birthday dear listener do not worry we sent rafe oh it was awesome yeah we sent him a gift a wheelbarrow of sausage rolls that's right and i think um it was an appropriate gift there from donald russell yes one of the best. And not only that, they were premium yeah. sausage rolls. And then there were ones yeah. with like chorizo in. And I am properly lucky to have such amazing friends because it wasn't just one packet of sausage rolls. It was eight <laughs> packets of sausage rolls. It's like, uh, I'm going to have to buy a new freezer. But fortunately, it's like, what can I do? I thought, I know. And I removed the healthy frozen fruit. Exactly. And let that defrost. Good. To put the sausage rolls in. Well done. Well done. But I have to say, Rafe, you and I solve problems differently because faced with eight packets of eight sausage rolls, I'm wondering how I can make that problem go away. I think I would have just drawn a different conclusion. <laughs> Cook them. <laughs> I just feel like maybe that would have been my time to shine. I could have finally shown what I'm made of. Uh, can I just, um, Rafe, have you cooked any yet? I have. And I can definitely recommend the premium variety. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much last week that I'm planning to have one in celebration of the 361 recording tonight. So right. if I go silent like halfway through the episode, it's because we've kind of gassed on too long and I've put the oven on. Look, can't you just do that now? Can't you do some real-time cooking? Well, this is the thing. I did think about replacing the cooker so I could switch it on via voice or you know from my phone or something like that. But it felt like, given that it's actually only about six metres away from where I'm sitting, that was probably overkill. Put it on, though. Put it on. You've got to preheat it. You've got to preheat it now, right? And then I don't think any listener will mind if, given Rafe, is, he's very big into sausage rolls, right? I think listeners would maybe like us to talk about a topic that's, you know, maybe in tune with the show. Is that a radical idea for our 10th anniversary? Well, I'm just having pictures that you and McLeod playing the Gordon Ramsay role here and you playing junior chef being directed, you know, sort of and just a, yeah, chef. a series of expletives as you fail to cook the sausage rolls to uh, <laughs> the angry Scottish man's <laughs> desired standard. <laughs> I don't see how that's different to a normal episode, though. <laughs> no, this is true, except with, with fewer Scottish uh, Scottish people. No, fewer sausage rolls. Get it done! Anyways, yeah, yeah. happy birthday, Rafe Lanford. That's enough celebrating. Let's move on. Yeah. Come on, don't, don't, he'll get ahead of himself. Love you a long time. Oh, I uh, just want to say thank you to Brian Sinai. At the end of episode one, we were speculating we'd had that review that said it was like inviting two of your friends around and having 50% extra free. And I suppose, to be fair to Brian, I did make the mistake of actually directly asking who people thought the extra 50% was. And Brian's not beating about the bush, <laughs> just a single response. Ewan. <laughs> nice, nice picture of Ewan there. What? So uh, thanks, Brian. No, that's um, one this? vote for Ewan. Where was that? This is Twitter. You should try it. It's ever so popular. <laughs> what, what, what? You can follow us on at 361podcast on Twitter if you'd like to abuse any members <laughs> of the team within reason. Well, wait, 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 wait. Thanks for that, Brian. So wait, wait a minute. Is, is there any way you can read that in a positive way? Let's start, you know, as we mean to go on. I'm going to say no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a multiplier. Yeah. It's a multiplier. Thank you, Brian. So what Brian is saying here is that you put you, you two guys together, and that's okay. It's okay, right? But I'm the multiplier. In what we call the bog-off deal, you're the off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that does make Rafe and I the bog, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Brian has also found the incredibly fetching slash professional portrait of you leaning over a wall looking serious in your banking gear. That's obviously a, an image that he keeps close on his desktop in case he ever needs it. But thank you, Brian. Uh, that's one vote for you and... 
Where is this? I don't see this on Twitter. Why am I not seeing this? I will share it with you afterwards. Tweets and replies. Okay, come on. Where is Brian? Let's move on very quickly. Rafe Blanford, tomorrow is AirTags Day as we record this. Did you order any AirTags? Are you excited about AirTags? Um, I thought you couldn't order AirTags until the 30th of April, so I've obviously missed the window, but I'm definitely intending to do so. So AirTags orders opened up last Friday, shipped for delivery on the 30th, so they'll be arriving at the end of this week. So yeah, very excited about that. We'll give them a try and try them out, but I have to say I have preemptively cancelled my Tile Premium subscription. Uh, I have to say I've fallen a bit out of love with Tile's products, so I'm hoping that the AirTags are good. You mean because of reliability? Oh, okay, not because of Apple. No, I mean, we'll, we'll see if apples are any better, and we will talk about this more, but I've been pushing the Tile products a little bit to the max with multiple tags on different accounts, sharing and things, and when I have a tag and I share it with you, and you try and search for my tag, sometimes the searching is unreliable, or your phone connects to the Tile, and therefore I can't trigger it. So it's just mm-hmm. that, basically, Bluetooth is hard, I suppose, is the headline there. So I'm hoping that Apple have nailed all of that kind of stuff, because all that will be taken care of under family sharing that we already do in our house, you know, on our iCloud account. Mm. And uh, finally, before I shut up, and you and you can tell us about your exciting thing, I just wanted to flag some things going back to last season when the iPhone 12 came out, we were, well, I wasn't disappointed because I think 5G is still a waste of time. But 5G now, as of today, is for anyone using dual SIM device, as I am, I've got two SIMs in my iPhone, you can get 5G on both SIMs, which is exciting and not before time. Mm. And if you're in the US, I think this is underreported and maybe misunderstood. T-Mobile have launched their 5G standalone network, and I had to do some reading on this, but it genuinely is interesting that to date, as we record this, if you were getting 5G, it was piggybacking on the LTE 4G network, whereas now there is some distinct 5G standalone network. And the practical implication there is that you stand a better chance of getting the very high speed and the very low latency. So it's a more likely that 5G will happen for you. And if you're in the place in the States that gets 5G, particularly that T-Mobile mm. 5G, I think there's a different value to be had from the assessment I made of where I lived in the UK. So that was exciting. For a point release on iOS, it feels like mm. quite a lot of changes. Oh, and you can unlock your um, iPhone with wearing a face mask now, which is great. haven't tried that yet. That's good. Yeah, it, it, I tried it earlier. Actually, it works really well. It relies on you having a, an Apple Watch on, mm. but... I wear an Apple Watch most days and I didn't do anything special. It was on and unlocked or anything, but that's how it would be just in normal use. And yeah, it did the job. So that was good. I'm looking forward to that making life easier because right now my Apple Pay is slow and inconvenience. When I was in the the shops the other day trying to pay for my coffee, Mm. I got shouted at because I forgot and pulled my mask down to do the face scan. (gasps) You're not allowed to do that. I wasn't breathing on anyone, but I didn't. Yeah, it just... It said, scan your face, and so I scanned my face. Who shouted at you? The assistant said, keep your mask on. Put your mask back on. Yeah, they were very polite, and like they were absolutely right. Uh, come on, what, for that, for that millisecond? Rules is rules. I think it's just easier if we all abide right. by the rules. And then and we're British, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand in the uh, line. Ex- exceptions yeah. are a slippy slope, aren't they? But I would have benefited from this, but also I, I always found it yeah. annoying that I'm wearing my mask and no face ID is going to fail, so I've got to scan it. Wait, 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 wait. Type in my PIN code. Okay, now I can pay at the till. Yeah. And I'm just slowing up the line. Yes, yes. So that's really cool. You, McLeod, what's your exciting thing? Right. I am particularly impressed by many of these uh, new delivery services. The context is what impresses me, the, the, the idea of delivery of items within 10, 15 minutes. And I'm slightly disappointed that Rafe has refused to go and cook some sausage rolls because I think that would have been fun, a fun interactive experience for our listeners, especially Brian. Right, 50% Brian. Thanks for that, Brian. But failing that, I wonder if we should be testing these new 10-minute or 15-minute delivery services. Now, depending on where you live on the planet, there is either a market that has already been sewn up by a lot of venture capitalists and some eager entrepreneurs, or it's about to get sewn up. And that is the next wave of delivery services. So you've you've seen Uber Eats, Deliveroo, uh, Talabat here in the Middle East, and, and so on. The big ones in the States, DoorDash, etc. All these, these big ones that will deliver food or shopping or, and so on within 30 minutes yeah, and so on. There's a, a growing trend. I'm sure many are already customers of these services in their respective cities to deliver items, typically confectionery, that kind of stuff, within minutes, typically sub-15 minutes. 
and I think we should look into this in a bit more detail. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, that, and I look, you don't live anywhere near wherever these will work. Okay, mm. Ben, I'm looking at you, Ben. So you should know that I'm looking at you. Right? The only thing 15 minutes away from me is more fields. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling I might end up on the other end of a three six one guinea pig trial again? Brian, Can we get guinea pigs Brian, delivered? I'm speaking to you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Rave, stop giving Ben and you an ideas. <laughs> Here is your 50 percent extra value, Brian. I think next episode we should uh, get the apps, right? So that in the UK, the ones that we care about in particular, any other suggestions are very welcome. Get here. Get here. G-E-T-I-R. Yep. Get here. Uh, if you like, get here. And then zap. Those are the two I've seen specifically for London. But there are others, so I welcome your views on that. But the key question for Brian and others, the 50% extra value, Brian, is what shall I order? You're welcome to do it as well, Ben. What shall I order? What shall we order for Rafe? So we're gonna. You have to order at least ten pounds with Gitier, right? It's gonna be at least ten pounds. So I was thinking Maltesers, for example. But I, I think we'd very much welcome your suggestions on what confectionery-ish items, because these these are all. We'll talk more more detail, but these are all dark stores typically, right? They don't go and buy it from a shop to, to deliver within ten minutes or fifteen minutes. They've got their dark warehouse, their dark shop, people standing by ready to race to Blanford's place in London. And he does live very centrally, which is very useful for our experiments. Yeah. Just by way of information, in Getir, you are 14 minutes away from some Maltesers, Rafe. 14 minutes, okay? <sighs> and I think we should do a real-time test, real-time during the show, right? We'll press go. I've already added Rafe's address on the app. Nice. Right? Not at all creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Maltesers um, I can get behind. Right, there you go. But, but I'm a bit worried about what the listeners are going to suggest. Well, look, Maltesers, that, that for the big pack, is about £1 something, right? So, listeners, we need your help. Brian, we need your help. So what you're saying is seven packets of Maltesers. Well, yeah, or what else? Because <laughs> it meat and poultry, ready meals, dairy, food cupboard. But anyway, let's, let's try this next time, right? I tell you what, Ewan, hmm? clearly what's required is the rest of the components of a sausage roll meal. You know, I mean, all the other parts. Some condiments. <sighs> oh, that's a good idea. Let's see. Have they got mince? Let's have they Maybe got a little, a little bit of Dijon mustard or something, because I know he's fancy like that. Yeah, they've got extra lean British minced meat mm -hmm. from John Thorner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right, we could send him some sausage rolls, but you've got to make them. There we go. Right. But let's, let's see. I'd welcome some views. Yes. Suggestions. Yes, please. Either accompaniments to go with sausage rolls Rafe already has, or the components of a sausage roll to make. But yeah, we'd love to try that. And we'll try that out live. And it's kind of like Rub Rafe, but no one's naked, which is nice. Again, I feel like in one of these episodes, we'll need to explain what Rub Rafe was to people who didn't listen. But now is not the time. Mm. We should move on. We're already overrunning. This season, we're going to carry on doing one question, three answers. If you're new to the show, that's when we get a question from a listener and we give three equally valid answers and no one's wrong except everyone except me. And essentially, the idea here is that there are lots of good ways to solve tech problems. There are lots of good products that are all equally worthwhile. And so we're going to try and give one question, three answers. And today's question, gentlemen, I've cheated because it's the beginning of the season. So I collected this last time around. And what I've done is I've amalgamated right. a long thread of conversation that we had. Friend of the show, Iliko Elia. Hello, Iliko. I think initiated this conversation with me as a personal conversation, but it grew and lots of other people chipped in as well. And we were talking about is it worth buying Sonos devices anymore or brackets, in my case, replacing the ones I've got? So is it worth buying Sonos or replacing the ones I've got anymore? And the reason we were talking about that back at the time was Sonos had just announced that a lot of their original product was going to become obsolete. And so lots of people were considering, were they going to replace those products to keep them supported and integrated? Oh, yeah. Were they going to switch to something else? And it turned out to be a, a less straightforward question than expected. Hmm. So we drew lots before the show, as we always do. And you, McLeod, you hmm. luckily drew first straw to go first. Right. Again, in a non-adversarial way, I'm going to start a little clock. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a minute. Every time I have gone first, right, this doesn't work, okay? It does not work. I go first. Rafe, stop doing the violin thing, because all Blanford does is sit there and ignore everything I'm saying, right? And he also doesn't pay any attention to what you're saying either, Ben. All he's doing is furiously researching to try and ensure that when it comes to him, 
So don't tell me he's going to be number three. Uh, no, he's number two. Make him go first. Make it. Has he ever gone first? I don't remember, but... Uh, don't think he has. Don't challenge the integrity of my completely randomized list. So you're going to go first. You're going to stop complaining about it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> and right. we kept these to 10 minutes. So you're going to have a quick you and McLeod answer, and then we'll have a quick chat about your answer. A broadcast. So you and McLeod, yeah. if you were giving advice to our listeners, is it worth okay. buying Sonos Kit mm. or replacing Sonos Kit you already have? What would you say? Right. So I'd say, yes, I understand there's good audio quality for Sonos, but my opinion, my answer to this question is very much based on specific use case. So I think Sonos is very, very useful if you have children, for example, right? And my explicit use case with Sonos, whereby my answer would be, yes, it is worth buying Sonos. It, it is worth it. If, if, if you want children to be experiencing audio, because what we've done, and I, I, I did search quite carefully to try and find the right speakers for this. Now, my children really, really enjoy audiobooks. They much prefer audiobooks in the evening just to help them calm down and um, drift off to sleep and, and so on. So we were looking for a capability. We were using anything. We didn't put an Amazon Echo or equivalent into their rooms because I didn't want them interfering with it. You know, you're trying to go to sleep and they keep on asking questions to it and so on, playing games with it. So I needed a speaker. Uh, we were using Bluetooth speaker. I thought, no, Sonos, Sonos or something. How can I, how can I control this? I need multi-room. I need to play different streams, different audiobooks in different rooms. How can I do this? For different children. For different children, sorry, right? So each child, the two boys, each have a different audio stream. Understood. And it does need to work with Audible because I've committed to Audible. That's my audiobook preference. So I, I searched and searched and searched. And the only effective, easy way, now look, I know you can do, you can, it doesn't work very well unless it's Sonos because, as you know, a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever year old, We'll just go up, or, or if, it's a, a, if it's a spoken interface, they'll simply just interfere with it, right? So I needed something that was non-interferable. So my answer on Sonos is, for my specific use case, I think it's fantastic, really, really useful. The interface with Audible is a nightmare. They've clearly just built it on a Friday at 3 p.m. and then just left, right? Because it isn't very good, but the capability, the service level, we've been using this for three years now, this and the children love it. We started in Denmark. And it works very well because they can't interfere with the speaker. And we, I specifically bought the one with any microphone. I didn't want them speaking to it. I didn't want that capability. So please, Sonos, have provided that capability. Now, look, does it have to be an actual Sonos? Could it be an IKEA? Symphonisk? I would actually have bought the Symphonisk. And that's the bookshelf speaker that they offer that's Sonos compatible, isn't it? I would have done that if my wife would have allowed me. I'd probably have bought the lamp, actually, right. right? which I think would have been a good idea, but um, yeah, she wouldn't allow that. She would probably have allowed the Symphonis bookshelf Wi-Fi speaker, but not anything else. But as it stands, I just had to go and buy the, the, the Sonos ones. I think it was £109 each, the Sonos one. We've got two of them. Easy to set up. Works very well. I think they've really built it for music. And the quality of the speaker is, uh, you've remarked on this before, guys, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But that's not what I'm using it for. So hmm. I know this is a skewed answer because I think any other purpose, and I presume you guys are going to talk about this, I don't know. I'm delighted with Sonos in that particular context. I think there's a lot more flexibility from other ecosystems. There you go. Well, I, I think that's the joy of one question, three answers, is that you've got to acknowledge that no one's use case is universal and every reviewer kind of projects their own life onto you know the device. So hmm. you know actually for children or for family members where you don't want it to be adjustable. I think that's a, a really interesting case. Mm. I'm interested to hear about the Symphonisk. Did you just not buy them through lack of availability or did you... They hadn't come out at that point. Okay. So yeah. It's just because yeah, yeah. I can imagine I'm just channeling some of the listeners at home who will be saying, yeah, of course he spent £110 a speaker in a child's bedroom you know, for a little bit of use. That's quite an expensive way to get that. But actually... As much as I want to beat you up on it, I can't think of another kind of independently operating device that wouldn't have a voice assistant in it. This is a problem. Right. And, and see, we did six months with two Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. Two 20 euro, because we're in Denmark at the time, 20 euro Bluetooth speakers, one in each room. And I had a second phone. My wife would have her one phone, because she was typically put into the bed at this point, you know, running in one room. 
then another phone running that Bluetooth speaker, and it was just a generic Android phone. And of course, every time someone texts her, it makes a noise. And, and then she mistakenly clicks on something when they're trying to sleep in it and the audio comes out. It was just managing it was getting quite annoying. And then the children, of course, she would leave the room, would then go and mess around with the phone. And you know, that's, it's a bright light. So we'd been playing with it. So the investment we made was a purposeful one. You know, is it worth 100 plus pounds per speaker? So the first thing is we bought one and we tested it. In fact, oh, no, 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 hold on a minute, hold on a minute. We already had, I already had a Sonos. I already had the Sonos one. So I brought that up to test that. After six months, I thought, actually, I should use this. Let's try it out. Then we were really, really pleased. So I went and got another one. So we really, really qualified. This wasn't a case of McLeod going and throwing money at it. <laughs> this was, we'd, we'd stop laughing. We had explicitly tested this, but I would definitely do the Symphonisk 89-pound Wi-Fi bookshelf speaker. They just weren't available. They were rumored. There was, or there was announcements, but they weren't available. So I would strongly recommend I haven't used a Symphonisk, but you know, for audio, you know, for Stephen Fry talking about Harry Potter, which is basically 90% of our listening, yeah. I presume, and I'm sure it'd be perfectly fine. Okay. So just to summarize there, then the primary driver was you wanted no interference, easy interface, run yeah. off Wi-Fi independently. Audio book. Good audio quality. Yeah. Okay. And that was the easiest one to achieve. And actually, that, I think that chimes with me. I definitely know what you mean about the software. I remember when I got my Sonos devices early on, it felt, you know, class leading, mm. but I think things have moved on a pace since then. Yeah. I don't use audiobooks on mine, but I've struggled with changing channels between Spotify and TuneIn and radio stations mm. and mm. those sorts of things. Rafe, any reasons that Ewan is wrong on this one? Well, I don't think I can argue with a special use case, but I'm kind of surprised to not hear from you, Ewan, that it's about kind of the quality because... I think when you're buying speakers, there's the cheap, the medium, and the hideously expensive. And Sonos has always sat in that kind of upper medium space because it does offer mm. a premium experience. Have you not been tempted by things like the Sonos sound bar to kind of amp up that TV experience with your frame TV or, or something like that? Is there not a, a, like a quality play here? That's a really, really stimulating question. Nice one there, Rafe. I just, you know... I'm not afraid to go and blow the cash for a great quality service, right? Has been known. You know, listen to some early seasons. Yeah, it's, it's been known. And I still can't believe it. Reckless is, I think, the phrase you're wrestling for. <laughs> some of the things I was saying. Mm. Um, it has been known, but actually I felt it's a little bit too high. I, I, I haven't, maybe I'm not the audiophile that, uh, that Mr. Smith is here. I haven't felt the need to, actually. And then there's no need, of, of course, for, yeah, oh, oh, I need a spoken word for these things that's your special use case and it you know yeah. you kind of refer to there it not being a great experience is that more on the software side versus the audio and do you think you're like your balance on what's important for you in that kind of speaker has shifted because before i think you would have been about the quality of the audio but actually it's then how do you get it to say or play something has that become more important because sonos used to be class leading in that it brought together so many different things and it just mm. worked to borrow your phrase to borrow apple's phrase as well yeah or the jobs phrase uh, steve jobs look we are at a situation whereby they love their audiobooks they absolutely love them and we're delighted i mean we do reading with them as well but they really really do enjoy exploring worlds and listening to these 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 audiobooks they love it archie the, the elder one absolutely adores it and he will get into bed early and just sit and listen to Stephen fry or others you know talk through and, and you know, it's a great day when Stephen Fry brings out another audiobook that he can listen to or, or other favorite narrators because he loves it. But, you know, heaven help, heaven help the individual, right? The parent when this thing doesn't work, right? When it doesn't work because it's a nightmare, right? An absolute nightmare. So that is an issue. Now and again, I've managed to, I actually had the, the, the connections here completely rewired to make sure that the Sonos is running from a wired connection. Just because we, yeah, it was a little bit, it was, it was poor quality. The, it just wasn't working very well. I didn't know if it was the internet or not, but then the app, it's got better, but the connectivity, and it must be because of the API with Audible, it's terrible. Perfectly fine for Spotify or whatever, but it's just the interface isn't that good. For example, when, when they say to me, I'll tell you, one of the biggest frustrations, they say, no, 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 I've heard that already. I've got to go to the next chapter. Okay. You open the app, say next chapter, another three seconds. I'm only talking three seconds, four seconds, but that for a nine-year-old 
is tantamount to throw it out the window. It's forever, yes. Yeah. I just jump in and say different end of the spectrum. Although similar thing, a friend of mine has recently rebuilt a house, you know, from the ground up. Right. And they chose Sonos for similar but different reasons in as much as they wanted to be able to have speakers, you know, sort of in the ceiling in their kitchen because they had a, they had a mm. large open plan mm. space and they wanted smart stuff, but they wanted it up in the ceiling off the counters because they had lots of small children and they valued the space. Mm. And likewise, mm. they wanted audio throughout the house. And I think they wanted to be able to hear what the children were watching. So the children perhaps would be in an adjacent room watching TV. And the only way to keep tabs on had they changed the channel to something inappropriate was to whack the volume up really loud. Yeah. But actually now with a smart sound system like that, you can just have the audio stream to a sound bar and to the speakers in the kitchen as well. So, you know, mum doesn't need to be standing over them. Mm. And so I think when your needs get up into the kind of the almost sort of custom building audio systems and the sort of more advanced stuff, I think Sonos does fairly well. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Next up. Rafe Blanford. Oh, he's going second. What about you in your perspective? Is it worth buying Sonos and replacing the ones you have? Well, I have some of the kind of second generation Sonos, the Play Ones, and they do a decent job. But I found myself trying to using them the other day after a while, and they required a firmware update and various things. And it was just a bit fiddly. I had the same slightly ropey connectivity experience, had to plug it back into the router, make everything work. And it works fine now, but it actually struck me in doing that, it made me realize I hadn't used them for a while, but I had been consuming audio and I've got various, you know, what speakers around the, um, at the house, beginning with A, and I also have some of the Google variety as well. And actually most of my audio consumption has been on that. Now it is some of the kind of higher end of the echo so we're not talking the dots or the spots we're the ones with a a screen or some of the original ones as well in in the bedrooms but actually in my you know flat there is one big one in the main area and i've actually decided to upgrade that to the show 10 the new version which we'll report back in a future episode but the audio is of sufficient quality that i mean i do have bad hearing I'm not listening to that much music. If I'm listening to music, often I'm wearing headphones or something like that to help me concentrate. So the only time I really use the Sonos is when it's kind of background music, when you've got guests or friends around, not for me on a day-to-day basis. And the kind of audio I am listening to tends to be things like podcasts or spoken word radio. And I'm sure Ewan will jump in. Yes, that is BBC Radio 4. Sorry for fulfilling the stereotype. <laughs> there, there is only one, of course. you know, spoken word radio station as far as we're concerned, right? There, there are others and your value may vary. But actually podcasts <laughs> is like quite a big thing because often it's stuff that's come off radio. It's just because I want to listen to a specific thing. Now, whether that's you and yours or the Archer's Omnibus or, or whatever it happens to be. And for me... The Echo solution is more than good enough for that. And I'm also using it for a bunch of other things in terms of getting weather, you know, recipe information, kind of those, like the audio command line or query line that kind of is the equivalent of quickly typing something into Google. And I've just got very used to that kind of ambient computing presence. And so my recommendation would absolutely be to get the smart speaker. And I think Echo is a good bet because it's kind of agnostic between the smartphone ecosystem of iOS and Android. So pretty much everything works with it. You know, Amazon have a bit of a first mover advantage. I think that partly reflects the fact that I'm in a relatively small flat with relatively small rooms. So I don't have that need to kind of completely fill out the room with audio. It's good enough. But also because I'm not as big an audiophile. So there isn't an uh, impetus for me to go and get those big speakers. If I was, I think I'd probably look at that. But I would still be thinking about some of the options that allow you to use that as a via a smart speaker because that audio control, I don't have the uh, child problem of them kind of interrupting or changing things. And it's just the convenient way of making it work for me. And I think the other thing is all of the speakers of that kind, they've come on a little bit in terms of doing things like multi-room audio, the integration into different music services. So I use Amazon Music on it as well as Spotify. And the multi-room stuff is pretty easy. Even the app, which I still don't think is brilliant, has improved. And so being able to do that, 
even to the extent of you know being out because i've got some of the echoes that just plug into your wall the echo flex you know making sure things aren't playing back on that because that is pretty tinny but actually even for quick bits of radio in the morning that's kind of good enough and so i think you know when i go is it worth buying a sonos no because the premium experience isn't there and for me the audio was never that big a deal it was absolutely about the integration into different services being agnostic that was one of the big selling points of sonos and it was kind of permanently always on but that has been replaced for me by echo and equivalent smart speakers and in particular it's also doing a bunch of other things that the sonos doesn't do so well and obviously sonos have come out with the versions that have an echo essentially built into them but still haven't changed my mind because it's the premium audio is not the differentiator for me actually some of the things that amazon has done with the hardware differentiation on the screen for example and now the use of cameras and i'm intrigued to see what the latest one does in terms of being able to follow you around the room and that kind of thing because it is a small enough flat that i don't actually want multiple things littering up the place and so you know it's the age-old thing if you can converge multiple things into one or one of your gadget takes on ability to do extra things that's the preference so i think because of my audio consumption pattern and because i'm conscious of size and both the impact that has or rather doesn't have on acoustics and being able to converge things into a single device that's why i would say no don't buy or replace the sonoxes you have look at the um echoes in particular because i think they're the best choice on the market yeah and actually this takes me back to the conversation that sparked this question actually because you and i remember buying the old Sonos ones for about, mm. I think you said about £110 when they were discounted, but it was actually, yeah. the Sonos range really feels like it's jumped up in price recently. So yeah, just uh, I was just looking. The microphone-free yeah. version of the Sonos one, which is a little standalone thing, is £180. The 5, yeah. which is a larger speaker, and I have the older version of that, is £499. And then Jeez. a sub is uh, £700. So multi-speaker setups quickly push up into the many hundreds, mm. maybe even thousands, yeah. a thousand plus if you're filling a couple of rooms or adding a, a subwoofer. Yeah, yeah. So I have to say, Rafe, I mean, much as I want to tell you you're mm. wrong, <laughs> I am much more fussy than you about audio quality, but I think you have to remember the context that you're listening to it. And if, you, if your house is like mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> the kitchen is not a well-treated audio space, you know, it's acoustically dry and all this kind of stuff, and there's going to be noise and washing machines and fans and kettles and echo and people talking and that kind of stuff and so for me what you're saying about sort of the audio being good enough in some respects i'm almost tempted to challenge you to say it's better than almost good enough because you know these smart speaker devices and i'll I'll come on to mine in a second but the smart speaker devices actually can produce quite listenable audio now in a way that the early ones didn't the early ones were definitely compromised i guess the other point you've made is you're not really using very complicated setups. Mm-hmm. So you don't have multi-room audio, you don't have it synchronized with a subwoofer, you don't have one device. So Echo particularly can do one device being the controller and the other one being the speaker and things like that. You know, have you tried any of those kind of configurations? I mean, I use the multi-room audio a bit and have switched things back and forth, but because it tends to be two rooms that it needs to happen in, and actually, it tends not to be moving between the two rooms. So I recognize that I sort of fit within a set of use requirements that is relatively limited. And I kind of agree with you on the, the audio quality thing, but I do acknowledge that that's a personal choice. And there are plenty of people who do want a more premium experience when listening to music in particular. Mm. And yes, I think that's where Sonos does get quite good on that multi-room experience because also getting that in sync perfectly that's something they've sort of mastered and their tuning of the audio to the room that you're in Mm. especially the more recent versions and i've had to play around with this does seem to work pretty well and i you know i'm not saying i can't hear a difference but the other thing is like the echoes do get updated and seem to move at a slightly fast pace sonos used to be really good about having a beta program with new features coming Mm, along mm. and it's still there but it's now being measured into comparison to basically the big tech giants and i sort of see that space is still updating Mm. i'm perfectly happy with what the sonos is doing and that will probably end up being a 10-year investment for me if i'm honest i will try out a new echo 
probably every couple of years and I have probably shouldn't admit to it but pass older models on to friends and family but that was partly wanting to explore because it was doing new things for me so I don't want to say it's like the smartphone habit wanting a new device to try it out but there is an element of that as well so that equation of value for what makes it interesting has definitely changed for me and the Sonos has fallen out of favor because of that. Mm. Yeah it's a value for money question isn't it and back in the day I think when I first bought my Sonos products, it was because they were the only things that could do that live streaming that integrated with streaming services and things. And so there was a premium just to have the capability. But quite a lot of what they do now feels like a feature that's built into so many other products. And I understand well why you recommend the Echo devices, Rafe. I would say that you can actually make a Sonos speaker a target from an Echo device as the way to play music, not to have all of the audio interaction, but to play music. But actually, my experience is that that doesn't work particularly well because you need the close integration mm. for the microphones in the listening device to hear you over the sound of the music. And when it's coming out of two echoes, I believe that it can deal with that situation. But my experience is that when a, a large Sonos speaker is playing next to an echo, the voice recognition was significantly degraded. Mm. Okay, so Rafe is saying, no, don't spend your money on Sonos. Go for a smart speaker, and he's recommended the Echo instead. I uh, yes, Where are you, Mr. Smith? Where are you? I'm going to be contrary, I think. <clears throat> well, I'm going to say, no, it's not worth it. And I think I've made my reasons clear that if I just think about the two speakers that I would need to have in my kitchen to replace them with models that are now supported because although I was very delighted, my Sonos equipment lasted many, many years. I mean, I think it's had a 10-year lifespan and it still works, but it's no longer being software updated. Mm. I think the cost of replacing it just to have parity, just to have it continuing to be supported with the stuff I want, it's too much. Mm. I really don't want to pay a £1,000 to have some kitchen speakers anymore. And that's what it used to cost, and or at least the equivalent to that is what it used to cost, but that's not what it should cost now. Mm. So I'm going to say basically go to one of two extremes because I think Sonos is caught between two ends of the spectrum. And I think that you should either, if you want a smart assistant, like Rafe says, which can play some audio, but is mainly about perhaps getting radio or hearing some audio or getting some output, then I would just get the smart assistant that fits best with your smartphone ecosystem. So for me, that's a HomePod because I'm an enthusiastic iOS user. But if you're on Google, then that's fine too. The Nest Hub or the Nest Hub Max, whichever, you know, whether you want the screen or not, I'll hold my nose and, and recommend a Google product for the first time. And the reason there is that the value in those products is not the audio quality or the engineering, it's the very tight integration with the ecosystem that means that you can get all the benefits of the smartphone in those devices. And I would say, that's what I would recommend there. And I can hear the imminent challenge coming. Well, what about when you want to listen to music? You know, you, this question was about Sonos. What about when you actually want to listen to some high quality? And I would say, just go and buy some hi-fi. Go to an audio manufacturer and buy some hi-fi equipment, be it a sound bar for your television or audio to have in a sitting room or a music room or something like that, mm. and do it properly. Because I think if you take the 15, 1,600 pounds it would take to make a nice beefy stereo pair with a subwoofer, or maybe even a, a surround sound system if you were trying to buy something that you were going to use with a television to also be a cinema system. I think just buying a device from a manufacturer that specializes in that end of the market is better. Mm. And I have, for precisely zero occasions, wanted to control my television audio with my smart speaker or wanted to do multi-room sharing where we were having, I don't know, perhaps a party in the house and we wanted music in the kitchen and music in the hall or music in the sitting room where I wanted it to be sort of coming out of that very, very high fidelity, you know, kind of system. Mm. On one occasion, actually, actually more than one occasion, my wife has said, you know, we want this as background music. Just turn the volume down. It's lovely to have it all around the house, but turn it down. We don't want it blaring. Right. And so we were not going to get the benefit of having spent, you know, five, six hundred pounds <laughs> on a Sonos 5. <laughs> so I think, you know, choose. Mm. Are you looking for high-end audio? Buy some high-end audio go to a retailer and get some advice, but actually give up on room synchronization and give up on fancy things like that. Because actually, I think when you want that, you can take the low end, low cost devices. And you and I, I almost think 
with the exception of your desire to sort of have parental controls, because what Sonus is giving you is parental mm, control mm. of what your children listen to. But once they are old enough that yes. they can either you know manage what they listen to themselves, or you you know can have rules that mean that they mm, mm. <laughs> they don't they don't mess with it because they they can be trusted you know because they've grown up enough to control their own bedtimes. Mm. They actually would probably prefer to have a HomePod yep. or a small Echo device yes. or a small Google device because yep. actually that will give them more utility for a much smaller spend. And as Rafe says, you can upgrade it. Yes. So there's my answer. Quick sidebar. Right now, this is probably only for this precise moment in time. The original Apple HomePods, if you can track them down, are exceptional value for money. I bought one very recently for £190, brand new from an electrical retailer doing a stock clear out. The big one. This is the big one. Absolutely. Yeah. And that for the quality of the audio from that device, even acknowledging its failings in other regards, if you want something that goes a bit above and beyond audio quality, that is fantastic value for money. But for me, it's a nice to have because it was affordable. Actually, dotting just lots of little smart devices around of passable quality is good enough. So that's my answer. Go aligned with your smartphone ecosystem. Hmm. Lovely. Thanks for that. Let's move on then. <laughs> This is where you ask me questions. <laughs> so I th- what? No, but I thought you'd finished. I've got five more minutes. You can ask me questions. Oh, all so, oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Good job we nailed this format, isn't it? <laughs> Go on, Rafe, say something intelligent. So, Ben, I kind of agree with what you said. It feels like we're doing a lot on this particular three-answer format. But the thing I would say... Argue with him. It's because you and I are right, and he's wrong. You're saying match to the ecosystem, but Apple doesn't offer you a lot of choices at the moment in that area. Google is better. And actually, there are more things that integrate with OK Google and the Google Assistant. So, you know, would you say there's a a refinement between the Android ecosystem and iOS? And, you know, does that depend on what else that you've got? Because there's smart home stuff to think about. And that's so when you talk about that, you were kind of making a distinction. But is there a bit of a nuance there? I think that's a fair challenge. If you want to do listening, if you want to do integration, if you want to access your content, if it's a consumption device, but in the way that you've described it, Rafe, which is about the house, so good enough audio, but not audio file, then I stand with my recommendation, which is integrate it well with your smartphone. I think the HomePod is a compromised device, but with handoff, with the tight integration with Apple Music, with the ability to use Spotify, I think that's caught up enough. I don't normally do this, but I would say, you know, kind of invest for the future because that integration will pay dividends over the features that might exist today. If you just want a speaker to start a timer or get me a recipe or what time did the shops close or any of those kinds of kitchen voice assistant, that's different. But I don't think that voice in a can, you know, the person you speak to in the kitchen is the same. That's not the same as buying a Sonos replacement. You know, in my house, Sonos is a way to consume content. And actually, if you want to listen and talk, perhaps have both. I know lots of people that have both and it's entirely affordable to do that. Mm. But what I wouldn't do anymore is spend the money on the dedicated high-end audio of the Sonos. And the other thing as well, I suppose, is I'm slightly stealing a point you made, is that if you make the wrong decision, it's a hundred or 200 or a 300 pound investment which you can resell give away whatever yeah and it's a lot of money but it's something that you can test with whereas if you're going to buy a sonos system it's potentially five times that amount even in a conservative judgment i actually personally find whilst alexa has more skills and and is much more advanced in terms of what the platform does for the things i do every single day lights on lights off that kind of stuff, mm. I find Siri more reliable and quicker because of the local execution. Mm. But again, your mileage will vary, but buy a HomePod mini on seconds or on discount and uh, 89 quid, it's some, but it's not an insurmountable amount of money to have quite a capable speaker. So I think the other discussion point I'd like to raise, and this isn't, I don't think, specific to what you were saying, but there's also an extension of this outside of the home in that Sonos was and arguably still is like the premium solution that combines premium audio with smarts. And there are other options out there. Now, the input thing that you mentioned, and there are versions of that for the various platforms. 
are particularly interesting if you're connecting up to a set of very premium speakers. But also these assistants and audio is existing in other places. And I'm thinking about we're starting to see the smartness go into the headphones and there are, you know, echo versions of those. Apple has them as well. But it's also in the car and some of those are being associated with like the the services, the Spotify car thing kind of caught my attention. I'm not sure I really understood the position or or how it worked. But do you think there's also a case now to think about consistency of your audio experience across other things than just the home? Yes. I mean, I suppose that's actually kind of making real the platform comment that I was making there, mm. which is if you bring your iPhone into your car and it has CarPlay, then you'll get that experience. The business of having a CarPlay enable car means that you can press a button and have Siri triggered from your driving position. And then you can issue the same commands that you would do if you were at home and it feels quite natural. I'm a little bit more dubious about smart enabled headphones because I think it works better when they are linked just to a smartphone and you're using the voice assistant on the device, but each to their own, you know, it's not my taste. But I think it's back to that thing of, I think there's a reason that nobody else is making Sonos speakers or or Sonos alikes, you know, that you either want very cheap Bluetooth speakers in the way that Ewan's talked about. Mm. or actually all of these other devices can do it well enough. And if you care about the car or if you care about mobility or if you care about integrations or your favourite device or your favourite service, be driven by that. And again, as I've said, for me, the integration with my smartphone is the one that drives the most value. Others may have a different choice, but I've never looked back and thought, oh, yes, I'd like to, you know, Sonos will solve that best because it's just an eye-watering amount of money to put a speaker on the kitchen counter. There we go. Uh, I suppose one more thing, and it wasn't the topic, is am I no longer recommending Sonos because I'm cross with them because of their obsolescence program? I thought actually that whilst they did do a big climb down and they decided to support the original generation smart speakers for longer after a lot of Mm. public backlash, actually I was never particularly unhappy about that. I'd had my speakers for I think about eight, nine years pushing 11 mm. for one of the ones I bought when they very first came out. They'd worked reliably throughout that time and they'd been software updated. I mean, it's not nice to see obsolescence of devices and I, you know, I'm delighted they've kept working. That's the right outcome, but it never upset me enough to want to abandon the Sonos brand there. For me, it's just a case that their product has accidentally drifted up into the premium market and I'm much more based on cost now than anything else. Okay, excellent. Well, the resounding silence is always how I like to end this show. It's a high-energy show at the best of times. (laughs) I'd be interested to hear your feedback. I think we've been pretty conservative in terms of recommending mainstream solutions. I was looking around when we were answering this question at other smart speakers, devices from audio manufacturers, things that just do AirPlay 2 or just do Bluetooth, or uh, I believe Samsung have their own smart speaker and those sorts of things. For me, I don't yet find any of those particularly compelling. But again, I suppose it's notable that very few of them are actually up in the Sonos price range. And when they are up in the Sonos price range, it's because they're part of high-end audio range that's gone Mm, wireless mm. or gone smart rather than anything else. So again, I draw your own conclusions there. You and I I, respect your use case, respect my friend's use case. But I think if you know enough to know that you want to use Sonos, you don't need our advice because you know your use case and your solution very well. And it's very precise. I think if you find yourself asking the question just for general consumer advice, it's not where I would start. Mm. Anyways, always interested to hear your feedback. I know that there'll be people who are listening who very vehemently disagree with me about the obsolescence pace. Um, Lots of people who were cross that those devices were due to be obsoleted. And Mm. I'm also interested to hear about anyone who traded in their devices, which was an option to upgrades to new devices. I think there was a discount to be had for returning old devices for recycling. But again, Sonos struggled because of digital rights management. They wanted to destroy the devices rather than remarket or remanufacture them. Oh, come on. Yeah, difficult, difficult. In order, uh, ostensibly, to protect people's uh, credentials, I think. But again, it was a, using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. I think it's solved, but it left a bit of a sour taste with some people. And I know that there are people listening who wouldn't touch it because they figure that that slip up was one too many. So uh, as ever, interested to hear what you've got to say. We are at 361podcast.com. If you'd like to email us or leave a comment on the show, you can find us at 361podcast on Twitter. Those are the places we're at now. Um, I haven't updated our Instagram for a long time, so 
maybe I'll go back over the archives and uh, put out some pictures of... Just go and get a photo of Reef, right, and stick it on. The Rub Reef. I think we should find an old archive photo of, of the Rub Reef episode. Uh, Ewan's just... Oh, I can tell you. That is... Yeah. Gone. Go on. Well, you, 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 you have some news on the Rub Reef? If you're thinking, what is this Rub Reef thing, right? Because it was, a, it was seven, <sighs> seven seasons ago. Seven short seasons ago. And the title of the episode, season 13, episode five is the on-demand economy. Huh? Now, isn't that interesting? So that is seven seasons later. This was, what was the date? Five years ago, yeah. 19th July 2016, this was. There we go. And we actually had, through the mobile app, we had a lady from Urban Massage arrive to the studio. It was a physical recording, this one. And we asked her to give Rafe a massage. Now, that's because all of the listeners at that particular time had voted with their feet and their wallets, I dare say, to ensure that the Rub Rafe episode, we trailed it for a couple of seasons because we just said, look, we need to do this. And uh, it was fantastic. So I would recommend listening to it because you can hear his Blandfordness. Having a great time. I've listened to it a few times recently. It's fantastic. It's a great episode. Honestly, it's a wonder I still speak to both of you, if I'm completely honest. He gets a massage live on the recording. But yeah. I do distinctly remember saying that the next on-demand episode would benefit someone else. So it feels like we may be not meeting yet another of our goals, which feels like a shame. But I have been told it is one of the more interesting episodes. So despite the personal victimization, um, yeah, have a look in the archives. Yeah. And um, You're the one getting hands-on, man. Then definitely dig out some photos from the beach where the first recording happened uh, 10 years yeah. ago. I have a particularly fine one of you leaning over trying to record the washing of the waves. And That's right. I can you know, supply or make suitable photoshops of you in doing things as well. So just let me know what you need. Thanks. The technology's come on so much now. Like you Photoshop cloning, deep fake videos. I know, it's really good. Do it on your phone. I mean, there is so much audio recorded. I mean, just ask Mark. He could like go through the archives, probably have us say absolutely anything. So he's done that already. You know, maybe for the next ten years, we'll get to witch on a bit more. But after that, I'm pretty sure that we'll just not have to say anything at all because it'll just be automatically generated as a sitcom by Mark. Yeah. Well, I'm not here anyway. This is all just pre-recorded snippets <laughs> off a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. So we'll post something on Instagram to celebrate our ten years. Uh, yeah, a rub brief and a 10 years anniversary photo if you'd like to follow us there. But we're not regular users. But the best way to get a hold of us is 361podcast on Twitter if you'd like to give feedback. Thanks to everyone who celebrated our return and was patiently waiting. Mm. It's a great fun thing to do. I think we've said several times that I think probably this has been a highlight over the last couple of years. I mean, obviously, we've had lockdown and pandemics to deal with. But even before that, this has been a great fun release and uh, enjoying it with listeners and, and getting the feedback that other people enjoy listening to it as well has been really good fun. So for now, it carries on <laughs> another 10 years at least. Mm. So we're going to do one question, three answers again later in the season. Um, we've got a couple in the bank, but I'd love some more contemporary questions. We've had a little bit of a pause since we asked for them. So if there's something that's burning you up, you'd like us to do one question, three answers on, please do fire it over on Twitter. We'd love to get your suggestions, the things that you're wrestling with, the topics you're interested in. We have got some stored up and uh, what we'll do is we'll aggregate previous questions together to try and do uh, one more episode. But I'd love one uh, to come in from current events. So let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And indeed, that's true of future topics as well. If you've got questions or topics you think are worth covering, then please give us a shout. Many of the episodes in season 19 were driven by listener suggestions. As ever, thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you want to go to 361podcast.com slash support, you can help us with the costs of the show, which is much appreciated, helps us produce this. And we will be back in a fortnight with another episode. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Good evening. Thank you as ever, Ben. Lots of love. Also, thank you, Ewan. And thank you, Rafe and Ben. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you very much to Mark for making it sound buttery smooth. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye-bye. There's some ducklings on the estate lake, please report. Are those the ones that I bought? Um, I may have missed a delivery, um, but these are like live ducklings that hatched out of an egg. Oh, okay. No, I mean the ones I sent for Christmas. Oh, no, no, that wasn't a duckling. It was the actual duck, wasn't it? No, that duck is living on the pond, the little pond. It's still, it's still going? Oh, yeah. See, your parents have me to thank for that.
right? Yeah, that sounds very like what they said to me right after I put it on the pond. <laughs> what is this plastic monstrosity? <laughs> I went to get my hair cut in the week. Uh, I eventually found a hairdresser's miles away from home and had to go into a shopping centre to park to get to the nearby hairdressers. It was mm-hmm. the closest. And um, I've just forgotten how to do outside. Like I queued up in a coffee shop to get lunch afterwards and stood in the wrong place and tried to tap my contactless card on the thing that wasn't the contactless reader uh, and then what? wandered off without my food. And she's like, can you take your food? <laughs> so I was like, I've forgotten how to do outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. And I, um, I spent 10 minutes driving around the multi-story car park. Just, I don't know how these work anymore. <laughs> Couldn't find my way out for car park. I've been in several times. <laughs> Should we stop the recording? Yeah, I've, I've no jokes. Literally, what's no jokes? Nothing funny happened. Oh, for goodness week. sake! All right, we, we, you need to have something. Mark needs to put something after the thing, doesn't he? Or, or, or he can do what he did last time. You were talking um, when we were recording about Mark making you say stuff. Well, right. I had a whole conversation at <laughs> the Blandford Estate. Yes, while I was walking. <laughs> right, unbeknownst to me. He edited a whole conversation. <laughs> I do have a Mark joke. Oh, go on. What is a prisoner's favourite punctuation? Go on. A full stop, because it marks the end of a sentence. That's yeah, lovely. Very good, okay. yeah. That's... that's about as tenuous as I can get to a Mark joke. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mark. So I have one joke here. Let me just find it. Go on. My boss sent me a joke on Twitter the other day and said, this is very you. So uh, I think probably that's my personal brand established. So uh, thank you very much, Philippa. Um, Why the long face? I, <laughs> no, okay. It says, I bought one of those smart light switches, but it was much too clever. So I replaced it with a dimmer switch. Yeah, that's that a good, good one. That thank you. Good. Yeah, nice one, Philippa. I think that was fairly on brand. So I'll take it. Thank you very much. Right then, we should wrap up the recording. Right. I have no news. Nothing exciting's happened. My air tags arrive tomorrow. I'm going to have to lose some stuff now to test my air tags. eight minutes that's a bit long oh he needs a wee right take the photo take the photo take the photo here we go all right screenshot wait i need to get rid of the mute thing screenshot screenshot there we go all right <laughs> let's now make sure he's gone to the loo listeners i've got my photo of his background now you get yours and let's uh, both let's go preferences yeah background filter where is it Add, add image. Where's my Dropbox screenshots? Here we are. Brilliant. So I am now in Rafe's apartment. Fantastic. That is excellent. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Right then, shall we do an introduction? Yep. Just waiting. Who's doing it? Uh, it's Rafe this time. Ah. Because you did it last time and I did it the time before. Right. On the roof. Are you typing? Put me at the end there, Rafe, thanks. Is it worth buying Sonos or replacing the ones I have? We have. 
there we go, I can go second. Come on. Isn't it mobile tech and the world around it? Are you ready? Energy, Rafe. Energy. Come on. Bring the energy. Oh, wait. You changed your background. You actually... Oh, my gosh. It took, him, it took him five minutes. Five minutes to recognize. Uh, it's just feeling the love. Right. Oh, Sufficient energy has been gained. We took advantage of the opportunity to get a screenshot there. So we've, we've now both got screenshots of his apartment. I hope you accidentally leave this on for your very important meeting tomorrow. <laughs> this background is markedly uh, less well appointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <dear. laughs>